0: Hey there, welcome to Mosaic Midweek, a series of videos designed to help you follow Jesus. Uh, During this season, we're going to be spending some time learning about the spiritual practices, the spiritual habits, or even disciplines that will help us follow Jesus. We've said that Jesus is both teacher and Lord As teacher, he has a yoke, a system of teaching that we want to orient our lives around. And he also has disciples or apprentices, Talmudim, those who want to follow Jesus and to be like him. We said as disciples, as followers of Jesus, our life's goal is to orient our lives around three basic purposes. We want to be with Jesus... We want to become like him, and then we want to do what Jesus did, or more precisely, do what Jesus would do if he was living in our shoes today in 21st century America. And so we are traveling together to say, how do we be with Jesus? And we talked about John 15, that he is the vine, and we are the branches, and we want to abide in Jesus but then, just like that, those vines need some kind of structure and support, some kind of trellis for those vines to grow on, the spiritual practices, the spiritual habits are those structures that we can uh, orient our lives around to help us become more like Jesus. Tonight, I want to start talking about a spiritual practice that I've started to embrace more and more in this season, and I'd love to encourage you to journey with me in this season of silence and solitude now during quarantine it may seem like man we're getting way too much silence and solitude but we need to be intentional with that practice of silence and solitude one of my favorite stories in the bible is in matthew chapter 3 jesus is going to begin his ministry and so in John, or Matthew chapter 3, verse 13, we read this, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented, and when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up. From the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, "This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased." This is an emotional high. This is a great day. Even more than that, this is the time that Jesus is commissioned into ministry. He's going to now start his ministry. He is baptized. He sees the Holy Spirit descending on him, the voice of the Father, saying that he is his son, that he is well pleased with him. And so now Jesus is going to start his ministry. But now what happens next, I find very interesting. In chapter 4, right after this, this is what we read. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Wait, what? What? Why is Jesus being led into the wilderness by the Spirit in order to be tempted by Him? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, that's because I think you and I, in our understanding of the wilderness, of the desert place, is that this is a place that is not good, of unrest, of loneliness, of weakness. But. If we see through scripture, we see over and over again that God would lead men and women into the wilderness, into the lonely places, into a place of solitude and silence, so that then God can meet with them. And for the longest time, I thought that the devil came and attacked Jesus after 40 days of fasting and praying, because that's when the devil knew that Jesus was weak. That he was hungry, that he was tired, that he was thirsty. And so that's when the devil's going to strike us at our weakest moments. But I think I have it backwards. Here's what John Mark Comer, pastor out in Portland says. He says, the wilderness isn't the place of weakness. It's the place of strength. The wilderness isn't the place of weakness. It's the place of strength. He was on to say, Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness because it was there and only there that Jesus was at the height of his spiritual powers. It was only after a month and a half of prayer and fasting in the quiet place that he had the capacity to take on the devil himself and walk away unscathed. And that's why when you read the gospels, you will see Jesus again and again and again going to the wilderness, going by himself into the deserted place early in the morning, sending the disciples out ahead on the boat while he stays behind on a mountaintop, out on a boat with his friends, spending time praying in a garden because again and again he needed to unplug away from the crowds and the chaos and the noise to get away with his Father, to be renewed by the Spirit. See, the wilderness isn't the place of weakness, it's the place of spiritual strength. Right now we are in a season of wilderness and and solitude for many of us, and it feels so lonely, so exhausting. But I wanna encourage you to use this season to allow the spirit to fuel you, to fill you up, to be renewed and restored. The world we live in today is so hard. (laughs) You know, I remember being a high school student, a college student, before I had a a cell phone, that's 20 years ago or so, and you used to get bored. You'd be waiting in line for your coffee, and you know, us extroverts would maybe strike up a conversation with someone. The introverts would look at us like we're all weird, like why would you talk to a stranger you didn't know? Or maybe you're at Valley Fair and you're waiting in line, and and, you know, you meet that cute girl, start talking to her. Now, what do we do? pull out our our phones (laughs) you know anytime we're bored anytime there's a moment of just uh, of stillness it's so easy to pull in this and and we scroll pinterest or facebook or news feed or uh, you know whatever it might be your kind of app of choice but i believe that is where our enemy wants us to go and our phones aren't evil but they are tools we need to learn how to Use those tools. And so one of the things I've been doing, I really encourage you to use your phone. Set a timer. 10 minutes. Find a time in your day. Set that 10-minute timer. Turn off the music. Turn off the noise. Maybe dim the lights. Maybe you want to light a candle. Brew some tea. Sit in a comfortable chair. Set that timer. And then just sit in the stillness. In the quiet, and just say, Holy Spirit, I'm here to meet with you. What do you want to say to me in this place? Maybe he speaks, maybe he doesn't. But you will have that opportunity for the Holy Spirit to reveal truths to your mind. And as we make this a discipline of taking time for rest and silence and solitude, we'll start to be renewed in our spirit. You know, Take a run in the woods, take a walk, take out your earbuds and, and spend some time with the Spirit, just like Jesus did. That is how we're going to find strength. That is how we are going to be renewed. Maybe this week in, in your small group or with a spouse, maybe you just want to be discussing and just saying, you know, uh, how, how is it for you? are you able to you know um, do stillness and silence is that easy for you or is that tough what kind of goes through your head and your mind as as you're in the quiet uh, you know what could you do to make sure that you have that time is it getting up earlier is it you know before you you come home from work you just park And you set that timer for 10 minutes, you know, uh, just down the road, and you let your spouse know, hey, I'm going to be a little bit later coming home because I just need this time to just breathe. I firmly believe we cannot walk in the way of Jesus by living hurried lives. We need to have margin at the edge of the pages. It's those white spaces all around the words. We have to have margin. We have to allow... Space in our life for the Spirit to move and breathe and renew us. That is how we're going to find change. That is how we're going to become like Jesus. And that's our whole goal as His Talmudim, as His followers, as His apprentices to set time to be with Him, to abide in the vine, to let Him be our fuel, to become like Him by doing what He did. That he would often go out by himself onto a mountain onto a boat into the wilderness camping with his friends around a fire sitting in the quiet in the stillness and then doing what he would do as if he were living in our shoes today how would jesus find times for silence and solitude if he was living your life today if he was a real estate agent if he was an executive assistant if he was a stay-at-home mom if he was running a daycare if he was you know fill in the blank (laughs) how would jesus find time in your life to create that space of silence and solitude and rest and renewal well friends my hope for you is that this week you will find time for rest and renewal, practice silence and solitude again i encourage you use your phone as a tool set 10 minutes an alarm on your phone you know for 10 minutes don't be robbing your company you have work time you know uh, take a break or whatever you need to do but practice this and and, and the more you practice it the better we're gonna get at it uh, you know maybe after 10 minutes you want to up it to 15 to 20 or 30 minutes and just see what god does as you give him that time i mean you know that jesus loves you so very much and that he invites you to follow him because he believes in you god believes in you and he so desperately wants to connect with you so let's set time this week this fall for silence for solitude so that we can connect with our creator have a great week